It's the Adult in the Room podcast with Victoria Taft. That's me. It was the trial that everyone has been talking about. They've been captured by it. It is the trial of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. They were each suing the other, and the case went beyond mere Hollywood drama. The trial was significant because of the issue being litigated. Defamation. How under the rubric of the laws in the United States of America can you defame a famous person, especially after New York Times versus Sullivan? Isn't that person fair game because of their notoriety? (laughs) Not this time. Depp got his trial located in Virginia, where the Washington Post is printed. And it was in the Washington Post where actress Amber Heard printed what we now know was a defamatory op-ed. And the op-ed was written by the ACLU, who had just declared Heard its spokeswoman for all things Me Too. The op-ed defamed Johnny Depp, the actor. It left his career in tatters, and it made him really, really angry and vengeful. The trial shattered what was left of Me Too, some say. I think that's true. I think it was already circling the drain, but for sure, uh, it, it was on its way out, but this killed it. Depp said he didn't really care if he won. He just wanted to expose all of Heard's lies. Watching and analyzing this trial from the get-go was one of YouTube's LawTube's legal stars, Nate Brody. You know him as Nate the Lawyer, and he rejoins the Adult in the Room podcast to break down another famous case that has captured the nation. Enjoy our breakdown of the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp case, as well as the talk about the Michael Sussman trial in D.C. He was accused of lying to the FBI about bringing the fake Trump-Russia collusion information to them. Absolutely appalling and fascinating. Nate Brody, Nate the lawyer on Twitter, on on uh, YouTube. You are <laughs> yeah. among the law the law tube people I rely on to follow cases. And as uh, we've talked about, I I was not able to watch every bit of the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. But this goes beyond Hollywood glitz. This was a man getting his reputation back. And in your opinion, Nate, did he get it back? Oh, I think he did. I, I think he did. I, I think... The issue was is that Johnny Depp had to fight two people in this trial. And I, and I want to make it very clear. He had to fight the media who had already written him off as a abuser and all this other stuff. And he had to also fight in the court the, the, in the, at the trial. So um, against Amber Heard and those lies. And I think one thing that he did that was remarkable was just put all the evidence out for everyone to see. And that's the thing that the legacy media, I think, fails to realize is that it's harder to fool us when we see it for ourselves. <laughs> and I think that's the problem with this trial is that the legacy media is trying to say, well, Depp is really the abuser. We should really believe Amber Heard. But the fact that it matters, all of us, millions of people, we didn't see that. Right. We saw what we saw and they can't tell us what we saw. Yeah. And, and, and I think and I always point to this. The Kim Kardashian defamation trial just happened. And it was almost identical, 
identical to this trial in terms of DV. You had a woman who was saying that she was abused, but come to find out that all the evidence showed that she was the abuser. And I think the Kardashians are bigger stars than Johnny Depp in this moment in time. Right? Sure. They're billionaires. But we didn't see this type of craziness around that trial. We didn't see all the celebrity around this trial. And the main reason was because this trial was behind closed doors. Yeah. So the only information we can get from this trial was from the legacy media and they fed us what they wanted us to know. This trial was different. This trial was no, it's the evidence is here for you to evaluate. And the, and now I think people are waking up to the fact that the legacy media didn't report it accurately. Matter of fact, reporting it exactly the opposite of what we all saw and i think that's the that's the true story i think is coming out of this trial yeah you know in fact i i barely noticed that the kardashians were in court because you didn't have the daily walk-ins and walkouts of all the kardashians they were all in trial every single day except the last couple of days because they went to the met gala and, yes. and that was it and so uh but but you know there was didn't seem to be a lot of hoopla around that um okay so in Amber Heard's and Johnny Depp's trial, they were both on trial here. But really, Johnny Depp won, didn't he? Oh, he, he, that's an understatement. He won. <laughs> es, es, essentially, I, I think just just to put it in a nutshell, it, it, when people always ask me, well, how, how would I tell people what's going to be my takeaway from this trial? Takeaway, my takeaways are Amber Heard won one of her claims and she won the claim in which Johnny Depp's attorney said they staged a crime scene for the police. And the jury said, we don't believe that. There's no evidence that they staged it. You gotta pay $2 million. But now, what did Johnny Depp, what did, what did, Johnny, what did the jury say about Johnny Depp's claims? He said that Amber Heard was lying about sexual assault. Mm -hmm. They said that Amber Heard was lying about the abuse claims. They rejected everything that she said. All those, the stories about her, you know, about all these things happening to her, they rejected all of that. And then, on top of that, to put cherry on it, they said she did it with actual malice. Yeah. So they essentially said she was knowingly making these statements, which they said were false. And now she owes him $10 million for those false statements. And I think that's, that's the powerful message coming out of this whole trial. It's the fact that with Johnny Depp, he, he didn't just win you know, a defamation suit. He got a jury of his peers to say this ex-wife is lying about being sexually assaulted and is lying about these abuse claims. That's what happened in this trial. And she, go back for just one more second about staging a crime scene. All right, so the, no, what, what happens is that, um, sorry, in May, I'm, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what year it was, but in May, I believe it may have been 2016, 17, it, it, it was in May um, before they got divorced. So Johnny Depp, um, he leaves. And Amber Heard and her friends seemingly, um, they're in the apartment and they call the police. The police come, they look at her, they don't see any bruises, nothing's messed up, anything, and then they leave. Johnny Depp's attorney, he goes to the papers and he says, he, and he gives a retelling of the story. Uh -huh. He says that the, plot, the cops went there, saw nothing, then the cops leave. Then he said Amber and her friends destroyed the apartment, right, bruised her up a little bit, and then called the cops again. And the cops came back the second time. And when the cops came back the second time, the cop testified that he didn't see any bruising. He didn't see any damage. He didn't see anything. So the jury said, well, based on the evidence that's induced in trial, Johnny Depp's attorney, he said that they did this. But all the evidence, even the evidence of the cops who were there say that that um, when they looked at the apartment, there was no damage. So, they, so in other words, they couldn't have done what he said they did. 
So that's why the jury said to that statement that Johnny Depp's attorney made mm-hmm. defaming Amber. That statement was made on Johnny Depp's behalf, and that's why he had to give over the two million dollars because that essentially was he was they were being alleged to have staged a crime scene, sure, which was which the jury found wasn't the case. But Do, that's but that's minor compared to you know faking sexual assault allegations, right? Oh, so I can't believe it was, they it was won a, it was on a that. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, compared to one was physical, the other one was possibly physical and no one saw anything and he still won on it. It is extraordinary. They, um, and thank you for explaining that because I didn't ever quite get that. So Nate, the lawyer, does this, uh, well, let me ask you about the nuts and bolts with respect to doing this in Virginia. The Washington Post is published in Virginia. Uh, mm-hmm. Is the Washington Post in any way liable? And is the ACLU in any way liable since it's, it's the one that penned the op-ed, which was at the center of this case? Well, if I think if we were in another country, maybe yes. But the fact that we're in the United States, these are, the term is actual malice that has to be overcome by Johnny Depp. And unfortunately, actual malice is an extremely high burden. And and what essentially it says, it says, by clear and convincing evidence, you have to prove that the person who made the false statement knowingly made it. So they had, so you have to prove that they knew the statement was false and made it anyway, or just recklessly disregarding the truth, which is essentially saying the same thing, right? You found out the truth, but you disregarded it to continue the lies. So in in, in that vein, you have to look at what evidence did both the ACLU rely on and the um, Washington Post rely on. Well, that information they relied on was the information provided by Amber Heard, essentially was her own testimony, right? She's given a first-person account of what happened to her. So in doing so, it's reasonable to rely on her statements from, from, from their perspective. Um, and then she had a restraining order. So it's easy. It's so it's it's reasonable to rely on it from their perspective. So unless Johnny can prove that they knew what she was saying or was doing with lies, then it's, he's, it's going to be almost impossible, if not impossible for him to recover. But I think there may be an issue. There may be a, um, an avenue of recovery for the for the ACLU. Uh-huh. Because the ACLU did write it. So maybe you can make an argument that they didn't do their due diligence. But I still think at the end of the day that they're, what they're, the ACLU's going to use going to say is, we didn't know these were lies. Yeah. We believed Amber Heard. And she amplified that op-ed and, and also additional comments. Uh, she put additional comments on her tweet, to uh, which made it her problem for actual malice as well. She amplified it. She touted it as her own. And she did that on social media and thereby becoming the person liable for it, Right. Correct, correct, correct. And f- it's interesting because f- on for, from her perspective or from the perspective of Amber Heard as a defendant, well, if she made the statement, she like she absolutely knows that the statements are true or not, right? She was there. Sure. And she said these, these things happened to me. So essentially actual malice when it comes to Amber Heard is given because if you, if you believe she's lying and made it up, then she did it knowingly, right? She had to do it knowingly because she's saying this stuff happened to me. And if you're saying it didn't happen to you, to, if you don't believe it happened to her, then you have actual malice. So it was a lot easier to, to recover actual malice against Amber Heard than it would be against people who were relying on her statement. You watched this trial. You commentated on it. You did all kinds of observation, in-depth mm-hmm. analyses. I mean, she was a stone-cold liar. She was lying like a rug every time, and no one believed her. <laughs> no one believed yes. her, Nate. 
you know, it's, it, it always makes me laugh is that there are a lot of people out there who still say, we believe Amber Heard, right? It's <laughs> MSNBC and all these people believe Amber Heard. But I think this is, there are two issues. And, and I hate to make this political, but I got to say this. It's identity politics. And, and um, you know, the left loves identity politics, right? It pays the bills. It gets the votes. It keeps people engaged, right? Identity politics. It, you know, minorities are being oppressed. This is, this, and, and that's the way they like to coach every argument, um, because if, if you can if you can get people to think that people are attacking them not for what they do but for who they are, people get more entrenched, right? And and they stop listening to reasoned arguments. They just start talking about, well, you're white, so you're bad, or you're black because you're bad. So so that's what the yeah. left I find likes to do. And in this Me Too issue, that's their retort for everything Me Too, right? And that's the retort for everything Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Amber Heard's a woman. Believe her. You know, this is another powerful man. And you, you get to see that in their coverage. And, at the, and, and I think the problem is, is that when the, when the left talks about identity politics, the one thing that defeats identity politics is facts, evidence, truth. And we saw this with Michael Brown. We saw this with Ahmaud Arbery. We see this with Kyle Rittenhouse. Facts beat identity politics. And there's still people to the day when I talk about Kyle Rittenhouse, that he would that he shot three black people. Absolutely false. Right. Right. That you're going to hear people say he had an illegal gun. Absolutely false. I literally had to show somebody the other day. The judge in the case said the gun was illegal. Right. And when he dismissed the charges, yep. the prosecutor said the gun was legal. But everybody's still saying the gun is illegal. And, and, and so I think at the end of the day, when you talk about her lying, it was so clear and so obvious. I think if anybody just watches the trial for themselves, and I like to tell people, watch her, watch her testimony and cross-examination. And if you don't come out of that thinking, this woman's obviously lying, then you got to say you need to, I think you need to have some more social skills to go check to see where people are lying because there, there is no way that the events that she said happened to her could have happened to her and she had no bruises. R- really think about that. Yeah. I-, I think people really need to think about that. You're being beaten with sticks and brooms. You're being dragged over glass with no clothes on. You're being punched in the face and, and, you- and your nose is broken. And then the next day we see you flawless on the red carpet in a backless dress, backless dress with no injuries. You get a doctor who examines you and says you have no injuries. You get your, your own personal nurse to your pay to examine you and she writes down you have no injuries and no bruises who do we believe at that point it was obvious she was lying what a sicko and he was told not to marry her i mean getting into the more i think of deep seated problems in their their marriage mm-hmm. and their relationship i mean can you offer up an opinion for why the hell this guy would go <laughs> out with this chick i mean mike much less marry her he, he had people saying don't do it don't she's weird she's a whack job <laughs> don't do it well you know what sometimes beauty overcomes all because you know before <sighs> I, before i got married i'm not gonna lie i used to like the crazies a little bit you know the, the hot crazy women were, you know it's just it's just, it's, just, it's, a, it's a vein for for all of us men and, <laughs> and they're gonna say amber is hot and she's crazy she checks both those boxes so you know <laughs> <laughs> so There's I think a Johnny was bunch like, of men watching that trial and watching you guys all talking about it going, yeah, so far she's awesome. <laughs> and all the women are looking at her going, I don't believe a stinking word she's saying. I mean, honestly, do you, you watched it? You know, I know you had on the other day, you were talking about the body 
uh, body reading and a lot of body yeah. language and all that stuff. I mean, I watched some of those too, and those guys were just, I mean, they were very nice and professional. And, but basically, they came back going, she, she is stone cold, Lion, and she cray. <laughs> <laughs> every, every every one of them. This was the first time. Because usually body language, you like people saying different things. They were all in unison. This woman is lying. <laughs> and they kept, they, they were running out of ways to say it. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, this, she's crazy. This is, she's crazy. I mean, this is your Me Too spokesperson. And by the way, does this not end this, this, uh, uh, movement that has just been like a scourge on men mm-hmm. for years now oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah and, and and like i keep i was saying before i don't think this ends the movement what i think it does it it puts it in a place where we have to go back to strict constitutional values and sense of who are we as a people and we are a people who if you look at the i always say this look at the constitution look at the amendments to the constitution there are a lot of amendments that deal with the presumption of innocence and you know you having the right to trial and you having a right to a jury and things of that nature right these, these are fundamental in our constitution and the presumption of innocence is fundamental to our way of life right accusations don't mean anything right even if you're arrested that doesn't mean anything in the law mm-hmm. what means something is if your evidence is presented and you're found guilty and you're convicted and i think me too was a kind of a social way around due process in terms of I can just say you did yes, something yes. and you lose your job, you lose your career, you lose all of that. And I think Me Too has a place in society where, yes, we want we want women to be able to tell their story if these things happen to them. But if you do tell your story and you lie about it, there are going to be some consequences. And I think that's the issue now. People, people, people want there to be no consequences yeah. for somebody who obviously lies, but that's just not the way our society works. If you obviously lie and you're not, you're not telling the truth, you should have these consequences. And, uh, you know, for so long, for when I was coming up, I mean, uh, if you were sexually assaulted, the police would tell you to just, you know, lie back and enjoy it. And I'm totally serious about that. Some people wow. say that and because you're not going to be able to fight them off. And then I realized at the age of 17, when a man broke into our house and had me get down on the floor because it was obvious he was going to rape me. And I fought back and and uh, we got he was eventually arrested. He was a serial rapist. I said, you know, I don't actually believe what the police tell me about that stuff. I, yeah. I think fighting back, you know, if you're taken to another, now we know mm-hmm. if you're taken to a second location, you're, you're, you're dead. So, yeah. uh, fight back because your life depends oh on God. it, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, no, it's, 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 it, it's that, that, that's, that's unbelievable. And, yeah. and you know, it's, it's funny because I, now, now it makes me want to ask you a question. How, how did, how did it, because I've, I've had a lot of, um, DV victims and victims of assault. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been reaching out to me like crazy. And, and the, one of the things that, that's been constant is they're saying that this trial triggered me because watching someone lie about something so sensitive and, and make things up yeah. triggered them because it said, you know, this is not, this is not real life. And using it in this way doesn't hurt the movement, but it hurts victims who want to come forward because they're going to be like, you know, exactly. do I sound like that? Yeah. You know? And, 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 and I think most people who are victims or who have been victimized knows that that's not the case. Like what she's saying is true. And it's weird because most more victims have come out saying they don't believe her than people like me who, who've not had those, had those experiences. But it's, it's just, it's interesting for me to see that people with those experiences were the first to notice that these were, were, were likely lies. Oh, and, and it's like, it's, for example, it's tantamount to the 
uh, feeling that an immigrant, for example, has in coming into the United States of America, doing so the right way, and then seeing that everyone's just letting everyone out, uh, in at the oh, border, yeah. and they feel really violated because they did everything right. Now people are just coming in willy-nilly. Regardless of what you feel about that, there's clearly a two-tier process there. And so it yeah. is, I think, with these domestic violence uh, cases and that sort of thing where you feel like uh, you're supposed to be believed if you're telling the truth because you're telling the truth and you're supposed to be believed and doggone it, this person is there and I'm going to tell you about this individual and people who are very close to me, you'll go into a room with a lot of women and I'll tell you what, if you, they're honest and if you, if you just go and ask how many people in this group have been raped or sexually assaulted, there will be a lot of hands going up and oh, yeah. they're pissed at seeing people like Amber Heard lie about stuff like that on television and lie in front of the country and then be rewarded for it. And now, finally, at long last, she has gotten a comeuppance. And there are a lot of women, as you rightly point out, who believe that she's done more harm to that that um, subset of women in the, the country by lying about being violated. I mean, just awful. Just awful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it, it's, it's also sad to see how you know, the, the legacy media is still like, like think about this MSNBC still saying that she's a victim and still saying that matter of fact, they said, quote, either she's a victim or Johnny's the abuser. There's no third option. And I'm like, really? Wow. After everything that you've heard, Johnny Depp is the, is the victim here. You said Johnny Depp is the victim. here. He is the victim. He, and regardless of how the trial came out, he wanted to have the trial because he said, I have to clear my name. I want everyone to see what a stone cold liar this chick is and how crazy she is. And she will, I will totally annihilate her, I believe was her, his verbiage. And she tried to make that into some sort of threat. But what he was saying was, I'm going to lay out what she has said and what she has done. And you're going to be able to see she is horrible and a liar. You said that Amber Heard equals Jussie Smollett. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a viral tweet. <laughs> I believe, yes. I mean, I retweeted it. Um, I just thought it was uh, pretty, pretty remarkable. Now, were you surprised at the end when the jury was called back and then we realized that there were not compensatory damages for part of the trial, which we assume to be the, you know, Amber Heard portion of it mm-hmm. or whatever? What, what was going on there? Do you think they just like willy nilly just wrote down numbers and, you know, like a jump ball? We don't know. Uh, Yeah, that sounds good. When they went back (laughs) into the jury quarters. Well, um, this is just me theorizing, but I'm assuming um, sometimes. Well, here, the the jury verdict form would be checked before it comes into court. So you check to see if everything's (laughs) filled out. And then if everything's filled out, then you can go, you know, but here they just kind of just like, you know, oh, everything's not filled out. So so that was a a mistake in the court staff. They forgot to check it. And usually there's somebody back there with them that'll just read the form to check it to make sure it's all good before they're sending it out. Um, But I think here, um, I think the jury, I think they, they, they were, well, we call it horse trading Uh where you had some people back there who I think everybody believed Amber was lying, right? Because they come to the, <laughs> we all believe she's lying. But I think they also wanted them to send a message that we believe Johnny Depp has some fault here, which, which I think no one can, can deny, right? He has some fault. Maybe sure. some of them found fault in 
you know, a 50-year-old man trying to date a 20-year-old woman, right? Maybe some people found fault in, um, you know, his, the way he tr- he was the drug addict, Johnny Depp, and the monster and all that stuff. Yes. But, I, but I'm assuming that the horse trading was, he's going to win everything, but we want to at least send a message that we did believe, that, that we believed she was defamed in something. And we don't believe it was just, a, it was just all him and, and none of her. So I'm thinking that's kind of the horse trading that went back, and I think they forgot to put the $2 million on, 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 on compensatory because that was the message they were going to send. And I think when they had to go back, they were like, oh, we forgot to put this. How much should it be a dollar? So I think $2 million was enough to say, Jeez. you know, we, we spanked him a little bit. But the overwhelming win is for Johnny, Johnny Depp. But again, that's all, that's all speculation. Yeah, but that sounds like exactly what happened, actually. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's pretty remarkable. And oh, yeah. so she says she can't pay it and she's going to reappeal. So what do you assess her chances at being able to successfully do that? Well, appeals are based on the law and really not the facts. So the facts are pretty much settled in the case at the trial court level. And when you go up to the um, appellate court, you're really looking at um, whether as a matter of law, this, this judgment can stand. I think there may be some issues with um, some of the defam- defamatory statements and whether a reasonable jury can come to the conclusion. Um, so I think Amber Heard may, may have some issues where she'd have an appeal that can be heard. Um, generally, uh, um, we all say appeals are for losers. So if you're appealing, you're, you're probably yeah. not looking yeah. good. Yeah, by um, definition, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm saying maybe she has maybe a 30% chance of getting, of getting something done. But I think she has a procedural hurdle because from what I'm hearing, and I'm not sure, in Virginia, I believe they have a bond system for appeals. So you'd have to put up maybe, I'm not sure if it's the whole thing, but a certain percentage oh. of the judgment as bond for the appeal. So you can't just appeal and just say, I don't have any money, right? Because you're going to force the other side to spend more money for an appeal. So I'm thinking um, if, so if that's the, the standard, some people are saying that bond has to be the full judgment, which would be $10 million. Some people are saying it has to be a percentage of the judgment. Again, huh. I, I'm not sure. So if that's the case, then I think that may hamper her appeal. But let's not forget, she also has Elon Musk, who's paying $500,000 to charities for and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm just I'm not confident the appeal will, will work, but I'm but I'm confident that I believe she will be trying to appeal. Can you imagine Elon Musk? I mean, pretty bright guy, right? But I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. he's, you know, uh, he's he's a man. And uh, he, <laughs> he fell for it. I mean, and now he's stuck. Fortunately, he can afford to pay this crazy person off, but there you are. Let me ask you this. It's a political question, but the same week, of course, that we heard the, the re- results out of the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial, there was another trial. It was the John Durham trial in Washington, D.C., and instead, oh, yeah. it was a federal court decision and a federal grand jury and a federal jury uh, looking over the this uh, information in this case and assessing the truth or whatever and the uh, whether or not the evidence made any sense to them. And they decided that, uh, that he was not not guilty of lying to the FBI, notwithstanding the fact that the FBI said, yeah, he lied to us. And uh, and it was material. And yeah, all these, uh, you know, obviously evidence was put on showing that there was materiality involved here. Mm-hmm. Now, does Amber, does Amber Heard in a Washington, D.C. jury, 94 percent of whom voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016, say, yeah. Johnny Depp, you're out of luck. Amber Heard, you win this trial. Do you think it's a change just across the river into Virginia from Virginia no, I- to D.C.? 
I, I, I think, well, Virginia is the suburbs of D.C. So generally, when you, get, when you get out of the city, like even here in New York City, when you get just a little farther out, you get more. The farther you get from the center of the city, the more conservative folks get. Um, so I call, I call it the conservative circle. Um, so I think the same thing is true with D.C., where if you're in D.C., it's very, really liberal. But the farther out it expands, you, you get more conservative. But I, I still think where they were at was pretty liberal. I, I think they have a it, it, it's pretty heavily Democratic. Um, so going back to the John Dorm trial, mm-hmm. I, 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 my opinion on that from, from what I've seen, but again, I have, I didn't watch the whole trial, but from the, from the updates, um, shout out to Arno Law Group too. He's fantastic. It's yeah. Robert Gruller. He's been covering yeah. it. He live streamed, he covered it and I watched his stuff and it's, it's fantastic. Um, it's obvious Sussman lied, right? It's, it's, sure. it's, it's like, it, I don't think anybody, it's like, bro, nobody is going to be fooled that Sussman didn't lie to the FBI. And I, I think he, I think he lied and they let him lie to them because they have such a close symbiotic relationship with him. And they all decided, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to lie because actually it works better for us if we all decide on this story, frankly, I yeah. think that's what happened. <laughs> And but but I think I think sometimes you can't miss the forest for the trees in these cases. Like for instance, with Michael Flynn, Michael Flynn admitted lying to the FBI, but mm-hmm. he was let go because of you know the procedural stuff. So, and and even in that case, it was like ah, he admitted he lied, but he didn't lie. And then when you flip to this one, where oh, the guy crime. doesn't admit he lied, but I think there was so much more evidence that this person lied than Michael Flynn lied. I know, right? Like, it's just like, what happened here? So, the guy who you have all this evidence that lied didn't lie. I mean, the even though you have no evidence. The jury <laughs> for a Sussman jury forewoman went out and said, basically admitted to jury nullification. Well, you know, I think we should have had better, the, the, the Durham had, had better things to do than to find out if a man lied to the FBI. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, you know, oh that's an actual God. crime. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> what the heck? Really? Um, uh, but, but but again, you know, I, I don't blame the thing is, I don't blame the jury. I never. Um, the reason why is, is that unless there's something like overt, but I, you can't blame the jury. You know why? Because the prosecutor sat there and picked the jury. They made this case. And a lot of times if, you know, oh, no, the, not ju- the judge them, chose the jury. Oh, this is, this, the ju- in the Sussman case, the judge chose the jury. And yeah, there are only so many challenges that the uh, the each side got. And yeah, I, of course. But but I don't think it's like normal. The judge decides who picks the jury. Judge in this case, an Obama rep, uh, guy uh, chose the jury. Oof. Boom. Oof. But yeah, oof is what? right. But I, I do think some good things came out of the Sussman trial. Oh, why do too? The fact that Emily, that Hillary Clinton okayed the misinformation. Yeah. Yes, that's huge. That's exactly. Huge. And you know what? I think a lot of a lot of my liberal friends don't realize. That when when I say Hillary was just as bad as Trump, but Hillary was just better at keeping it under wraps. Trump was Trump was one of those guys who come out and tell you, I'm doing this, you know, yeah. I don't care. Oh yeah. And Hillary was kind of in the background doing the same exact thing as we know now. Worse. But just and pretending and pretending he wasn't doing it. So it's like, uh like even when when she lost the election. Remember, she was the one coming out, ru- Russian collusion. Russia was the one that did it. Russia yep. was the, even though she did concede, but for months she was going around saying he really didn't win. He wasn't really president. It was yep. all scammed up. And remember, they, they had this big thing about it. Trump does it. He's destroying the republic. So, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, 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 so there's always, this always been this double-edged sword. But I think now people's minds should be opened up is that each side, no matter which side you back, you can't sit there and say that only one side, the Republicans are evil because what Hillary Clinton was exposed to doing in a suspect trial was essentially being worse than Trump. 
right? Oh, yeah. Putting out bad information, worse oh, than true. She worked with Russian news? spies to accuse him of working with Russian spies. <laughs> That's beautiful, isn't it? But yeah. isn't that beautiful? Life? I mean, honestly, everything she said he did, she was literally doing. <laughs> the game, but it shows you how the game is played. So, you know, that, that's why I say, I like, I respect the game. But I, and, and I think you have to understand, Hillary Clinton, the good thing about this is that I think it just opens up more people's eyes to the fact that the Democrats who want to do this identity politics and want to stay in this, you know, we, we walk on water. Now you see, they don't walk on water, they're in the mud. Matter of fact, they're in the mud just as bad as the other side. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I will say this. At least Trump told you he was coming for you and he said yeah. it out loud. He didn't go in the back room and maybe he did. But I mean, he didn't set her up. He just said she's crooked Hillary and I'm going to put her in jail. I mean, that's basically what he said during the 2016 election. And what did they do? She she actually put the CIA, the FBI, the Department of Justice in service to her campaign and wow. they let her and they knew it was false. And they did it anyway and lied to get FISA applications four times to spy on Trump's campaign and his presidency. And then used that information, used a contractor that contracted with the FBI, which, by the way, we found out after the trial, had an office at Perkins Coie, which is the, the law firm that Hillary's attorney worked at. And and guess who was in charge of the skiff and that special computer that was in that FBI secured office space. Ooh. Don't don't guess. Michael Sussman's his name. And before oh. that, it was Mark Elias. There is so much disgusting dirt involved in this case. And, and it, it's just astonishing that people who watch this and don't get it. I mean, it just and they'll vote for people who affirmed this and and ratified it from Hillary Clinton and knew, like Adam Schiff, like uh, others, that it was wrong and incorrect and a, just a, a bunch of lies. So, of course, I mean, course. Uh, that, but, but that's what they do. I'm like like when like when people keep saying and and, and I think that's the, the, the thing that most people will never really understand. Right. Like, for instance, look, look at look at just to circle back to the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial. Look mm-hmm. at um, what's her name's um, Bloom. Um, the, oh, yeah. The attorney. Lisa, think, Bloom. Think Lisa Bloom. Yeah. Lisa Bloom. She's now saying Amber Heard is innocent. But, blah, blah, you know, she's all back in Amber Heard. Yeah. Right. I, I would never do this. I always support victims. But then we went and looked at her tweets from when when from the when Joe Biden was running. And so I was trying to see, okay, so you had all these people accusing Joe Biden of the of just the same oh. things as as as, as yes. Amber Heard, even worse, right? Worse. And they were credible. These weren't not people who were not credible. These were credible witnesses, like six or seven of them, right? Yeah. What do you do now? She says, oh, well, I know these are, you know, I believe these women, but I'm still going to vote for Joe Biden. That shows me something. Mm. That shows me this person is just in it for the money. This person oh. is not in it. Well, you for, know, for her any mom, truth or politics, right? Her, yeah, I know. Of course, Gloria Allred's her mom. They know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they yeah, they yeah. know how to make a dime. Yes, and that's all. That and that's all this was about. But you know what? It just makes me laugh to see people, you know, flag clutch and think that that you know these people are are really on their side. These people care about. They don't care. About they don't care. Them. And 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 they're literally telling you this. Like when she says stuff like this, she's telling you, "I do not care about you. I just care that you give me money and you believe what I say." That's it. Well, it's a good thing you don't do that. 
Oh, no, of course well, not. You, you hey, have listen. an interesting practice. I think that we got to do it a little bit the last time you mm-hmm. were on the Adult in the Room podcast. And I, what do you do now? You work a lot with the university, your professor and all that stuff. What what, what are you doing? I can't remember. All right. So um, I was a, I was a professor at the, at the law school um, for a couple of years. So right now I'm just doing it in private practice. Um, it's and YouTube. But my, it's it's wild because it just shows you how life sometimes mimics um, art. And so my, my life, I had a major case recently that that settled um, when my biggest case um, in my career, my, especially um, hmm. private, where it was a domestic violence case and a defamation domestic violence case oh. that we just settled. Yeah. So so it was so, it, it, you know, it was, you know, it was great. But it was but I was just thinking I was like, wow, you know, I have a domestic violence defamation case that I've just settled with the with the with. A major corporation, obviously, I can't tell you who because we, we got the NDAs, but it was a major corporation um, here. And it, it, it's just it's just fascinating that this Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing kind of came right on this same time because, it, it, you know, I, I've now having this experience mm-hmm. and, I, you know, I've represented domestic violence on victims a couple of times. Um, but just having this experience just shows, you know, gave me a little uh, deeper understanding um, to this trial and then helped also helped me understand it from kind of both perspectives the perspective of someone who was abused right and who's who you know in my case the person was obviously because we have all the evidence you know police reports and the whole thing so uh-huh. it wasn't even a question versus um how in a johnny depp case the abuser happened to be the abused happened to be the man and he had all the evidence so it, it, was, it was kind of that parallel and, and i think when you do the work and just just like when you that's like earlier we were talking about when you do the work and you're in this space you can easily pick out the frauds from those who are real. Yeah. And that, so, so that's why instantly when, when um, after the trial started, you started seeing the evidence. We, we knew. We knew. I, I don't think people needed six weeks to find out that Amber Heard's a lie. I think they did, we, could, we could have done this in two days. Yeah. Boy, boy. Were you surprised that the judge carved out that much time for this trial? No, I I thought six weeks was going to be. But when when I looked at the exhibit list, it was something like thousands of exhibits. I was like, yeah, you you need that. (laughs) You're gonna put it all that evidence. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Well, look at I know uh, I am interfering with your time to pick up your kids, so you go do that. And thank you so much for coming on the Adult in the Room podcast. Thank you, Nate, the thank lawyer. Thank you so much for having me. Thank oh you. my God, I, I love it. Please, hey, I'm, 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 you know, whenever you have some free time, I'd love to come back. Thank you so much. This was a, such an amazing conversation, and good luck with everything. And please, you know, I'm available whenever you need me. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate you. Thanks for joining me on the Adult in the Room podcast. Please like, share, subscribe, and support the podcast. You can always find every episode on your usual podcast outlets as well as beautifully laid out. Thanks to Kenny at victoriataft.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Adult in the Room podcast. To keep the programs you like to listen to, please rate this podcast with a fantastic five stars on your Apple podcast app every time you listen. And give me a great review. Plus, of course, subscribe to the podcast. It makes a difference with the big tech algorithm and the big tech oligarchs. And it makes us easier to find. Please get in touch with me on all the big tech stuff. Yeah, we're still there. Using the names Victoria Taft or the Adult in the Room podcast on MeWe, Parlor, Minds, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks to 1A Cast for imaging, editing, and production. The fantastic song is Gospel by the March 4th Band of Portland, Oregon. Music for Antifa versus Mike Strickland is Ride or Die by Raps by RC. 
The Adult in the Room podcast is also a production of Flamingo Road Studios. Remember, head up, heart out, and strive to be the adult in the room. Till next time, mischief managed.